Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am so grateful you are here with me this week. This week is episode 87, which is all around taking action to get what you want. And not sure if you noticed or not. Hopefully you did because you've been with me week after week. I wasn't here last week. We didn't have an episode Um, air last week. And the reason for that is I was completely recuperating from my women's retreat. It was an amazing weekend. It was called Connext 2021. And the reason why we called it Connext was we had been hearing from women in our community that we've built over the last year, year and a half, that women were just wanting to connect. And so we built the Women Leading Powerfully 12-week group coaching program. And after the 12 weeks, after the original 12 weeks prior to COVID happening, we thought that we were going to be able to meet in person because we figured that COVID would be over by August of 2020. Well, that didn't happen, as we know. So here we are uh, in October of 2021, having our first in-person retreat. And it wasn't just open to Women Leading Powerfully alumni. It was open to friends as well. And it was so incredible. It was held at the Terranea Resort in Rancho Palos Verdes. And holy smokes, it was such a beautiful property. I had never been there before. But my business partner, Lori, had been there many times. And the weekend was so incredible so fulfilling, magical, transformative. Uh, I It was just so amazing. And I was beat last week when I got home and didn't record an episode for you. So I apologize for that. But, you know, I hope we all use that as a reminder that sometimes we need a break and sometimes it's okay to push pause Often we're our own worst critics because I know I was thinking about it a lot and feeling guilty about it. And what I thought to myself is, you know, this is a really good moment where I need a break. I need a rest. I need to recuperate. It was such an action-packed weekend and in so many ways, very, very relaxing. But, you know, a lot of work. Uh, Lori and I had never done a retreat before. But the one thing that became really clear to me and to Lori throughout the entire weekend was these women were here at our retreat taking massive action. So either they had gotten the curriculum from the Women Leading Powerfully program, the 12-week program, and potentially the mastermind, but they were ready to take it even further. And we also had several people that signed up for the retreat 
that had never been through women leading powerfully before. But the messaging hit them right at the right time because, as I mentioned, the word connect was around connecting and designing and defining your what's next. And the messaging hit them at the right time in the right place because they were in this transition where they were really wanting to not only define, but design what's next. What's next for me in my professional life? What's next for me in my personal life? What is my next chapter? I have the pen. I'm ready to write it. And they came ready and prepared. And we did so many great exercises and introductions to each other. But we really dove into making sure that they all walked away with an action plan around what's next for them. And they all developed this group chat with each other and they all got into massive action. So a couple things that were the impetus for this episode were around taking action. And we spoke about it in the retreat. We talked about what might get in your way. What are the challenges? And some common themes came up and I really wanted to address them. Because the bottom line is, all the women in the retreat and all of you listening, you know what you need to do. I don't need to sit here and tell you this step by step on you need to go network and then you need to write your business plan or you need to identify your next promotional opportunity. We can talk about that all day long, but you, I'm really sure that you know what needs to be done. You know what the next step is in your journey. And it could be professional or it could be personal, but I know you know what it is. You didn't get to where you are right now by not knowing. You, I know you've been the person that has literally taken every next step and you've been successful at it, partly because you've planned it and you knew what was next. And more than likely, you're probably the person that once you got to your next achievement, you probably didn't honestly take much time to celebrate that achievement before you were already planning what your next move was. So I know you, I see you, and I understand you because I coach women like you all day long. So I know you know what you need to do. So this episode is not going to be telling you exactly what you need to be doing next. You already know. But what this episode is going to cover is the things that are typically holding you back. And this is what I see with my coaching clients all day long. And there's five key areas that we're going to cover today. And these are the big ones. These are the things that hold us back from from taking action and from getting what we really want. So we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about the five things that stand in the way from you taking action. So the first one is perfectionism. I see this a lot with my all my clients is I know what needs to be done. I, I, I see the path ahead of me, but if I'm a writer, my book has to be perfect before I call the publisher, before I take the next step. I have to write it and rewrite it. 
if I'm going for a promotion to the next level in the organization and I see that one person or maybe a couple people have had their MBA or potentially their PhD or maybe some industry-specific certification in that next role, then I feel like I need that. I'm not saying it's not true that you don't need it. But what I find more often than not is we think we need it when we actually don't. So it's a way of us having our perfectionism hold us back. And our perfectionism actually becomes a way of procrastination. And the reason why we're procrastinating is because we're fearful. We're fearful of taking action. We're fearful of getting the no. We're fearful of getting the rejection. We're fearful of not getting what we want. So it's easier and it's more comfortable to just say, you know what, I'm going to get all the tools in my tool belt first before I ever start building. When in fact, all you might need is some glue right now. You might not need every single tool in your tool belt. But our perfectionism is based on fear. And so I invite you to look at that and think about where is your perfectionism causing you procrastination? Where is it getting in your way? And so what happens is we hesitate. And oftentimes that hesitation can cost us dearly. In the book, The Confidence Code by Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman, which I highly recommend every person get this. It's such a great book. It's such a good book for teenagers, for any woman, just any woman in your life. This is a great book, The Confidence Code. But they talk about that in the book. They talk about how sometimes our hesitation because of our perfectionism can really cost us. And um, it can cost the perception that we're holding back and that we're not quick enough to make decisions. So I invite you to think about where is your perfectionism getting in the way? And I'm going to challenge you because I always do. It's what I do. What is one action step you can take that is imperfect? So how can you take imperfect action? Just one mini step, one baby step towards what you want. You identified in last week's episode, number 86, what you really want. So commit to taking one action step that'll get you closer to what you want. So that was number one, perfectionism. The second thing I see is a lot of comparison-itis. So comparing yourself to others is number two. And this is the thing that I really see holding women back a lot is that comparison game. It traps us every single time. Because what happens is we compare ourselves to someone else in the role and we say, as I mentioned, we don't have enough degrees, we don't have enough education, we don't have enough experience, um, or maybe I'm too old, there's ageism in my industry. And I'm not saying that any of these things aren't true, but how are we going to know unless we take action to move forward on them? And unless we're getting no's, we're not taking enough action. And hopefully it's yeses, by the way, but we should always be taking action. But if in your mind you're saying, I'm too old, if in your mind you're saying, 
I'm too inexperienced or I'm too experienced or I need more degrees, I need more certifications. If in your mind that's what's holding you back, then you're not taking enough action. You need to be taking enough action to where you're getting the no's, you're getting the rejections, you're getting the feedback that says you're not experienced enough, you don't have the right credentials, we're looking for XYZ, we're looking for someone with an MBA or a PhD. But don't let your inner critic, don't let that inner saboteur stop you from taking action because you're comparing yourself to others. There's always an exception. So I invite you, think about someone in the role above you that you're going for. Maybe that's a director. Maybe that's a senior VP. Maybe that's the CEO or CFO or CMO. And think about how old you think they need to be or the qualifications you think they need to have or the degrees or the right school that you think they need to have gone to. And does that person really embody what you think is necessary for the next role? And I'm going to guarantee you nine times out of 10, that's not going to be the case. There's going to be an exception. We do this horrible comparison game in our minds that just doesn't fit reality. And so until you're taking massive action to the point where you are getting massive pushback, you're not doing enough. And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm just saying you need to be taking deeper action. You need to be taking action more often and more frequently. We need to stop this comparison game in our heads because that's exactly where it lives. It lives in our heads. And it's that terrible inner critic. And if you need some support and some help in this area, I invite you to go back and listen to episode 76, where I introduce you to your inner critic, and episode 77, where I talk about the three strategies to quiet your inner critic or your inner saboteur. So go back and listen to those episodes. And as always, please reach out to me. I'm always available for a free 30-minute call. Happy to help you and serve you and help you quiet this little inner demon that happens inside of our head. So again, that second thing that holds us back is really comparing ourselves to others. And what's underneath that is that inner critic. So really being aware and paying attention to that inner voice that gets in our way. That nasty little critter holds us back. So the third thing is that we personalize the no's we get. And what I mean by that is, again, sometimes we're not even taking enough action to where we're getting no's. And I do say that if you're not getting no's in your career, you're probably not taking enough action and you're not advocating for yourself enough. So you should be hearing no's pretty frequently. As a leader, you should be asking for resources. You should be asking for more people. You should be asking for a pay bump. You should be asking for a bigger team. You should be asking for a new role. You should be asking all the time. And obviously, there's a fine balance, especially with women. We need to, you know, tailor that and control that. But what I will tell you is what we think is too much is absolutely not too much. 
we get stuck in our heads with that inner critic and we're not asking enough. So what do I mean by not personalizing the no's? If you have a meeting with your boss for your end of year performance review, which I know is coming up for many of you, and you're asking for a promotion or a salary bump or a new role or whatever it may be, and you hear, well, you haven't had enough time in role, or we don't have enough resources, or it's just not the right timing with COVID and everything else that's going on, what happens is we walk away from those conversations, typically not asking a lot of questions, and we start to feel like a failure. You know, they said no because they don't like us. They said no because they don't value us. We go through the range of emotions of being upset, sad, angry, resentful. And the reality is, it is absolutely okay to be disappointed. Absolutely. It is not okay to feel like a failure. And sometimes we personalize these no's that we get so often that we feel like a failure. And the truth is, all business leaders and all entrepreneurs learn from their mistakes. We all make mistakes and we all learn. But the difference is successful leaders and successful entrepreneurs don't get consumed with the negativity of no. If that were the case, my business would have ended a long time ago. I mean, it's hard. It's hard starting a business. It's hard starting in any new position. It's hard starting anything. But the reality is, we cannot personalize the no's. So often we think that it's because we're not doing the right job or a good enough job or we're not doing enough. So by the way, let's go get all those credentials and certifications that we talked about in the perfectionism one. But the reality is, it, it probably has nothing to do with us. But we're never going to get to the bottom line. We're never going to get to knowing that unless we're asking probing questions. So anytime you get a no, I invite you, I encourage you, I implore you to ask questions. Because it also helps set expectations. So if you don't have enough time in role, if that's the reason that's given to you, okay, I understand. Can you help me understand what is time in role? Is it 24 months? Is it 36 months? Because then you have a definitive answer that you can go back and have a follow-up conversation with. Okay, we don't have the budget right now or things are kind of crazy during COVID. What do you mean by that? I would like to understand. Help me have you know a deeper view into the organization and maybe what we're struggling with. Hopefully you kind of have that awareness and you're not asking you know, during a time when maybe things are really struggling within the organization. So timing does have to be right. But if you are asking and you know it's the right time and you feel like you're just maybe getting excuses, it's completely okay to ask questions and ask follow-up questions. You know, tell me, tell me more is a great segue. Help me understand what additional experience I need. So if the answer is very generic, you don't have enough experience. So help me understand what experience is needed. How can we work together or how can you support me in getting that experience? If you're trying to go into leadership, 
and you don't have any people management, well, that next role requires you to be a team lead and you don't have any people management skills. Exactly. And I really want to gain those skills. So can you help me understand where in the organization I can go to where I can either get the training and development needed to be a leader or where can I go in the organization to get that hands-on experience? And so, but oftentimes we leave those conversations with just listening to what we're told and we're not asking those probing questions. So what I find is that women really aren't taking the time to analyze and evaluate why they're getting the answers they're getting, you know, to understanding why people aren't receptive to their ideas or, or taking that time to have that follow-up conversation. Even if you're in sales and you're getting a no from the client, don't just accept the no, go back and say, you know, we're really disappointed that you're not moving forward with us. Completely understand you've chosen the competitor or company XYZ, but would really like to know what made you choose them? You know, help us understand so we can improve our process, so we can meet your needs and other clients' needs better. Those conversations in my 27 years in sales have absolutely landed me additional sales because sometimes the contract with the competitor falls through and they realize that you were the person that was there seeking information, trying to be better, trying to do better, And I've absolutely had that situation turn around in my favor. So being open to exploring a no instead of taking it personally. The fourth thing that holds us back from taking action is this underlying feeling that we don't deserve it. And I invite you to get really real with yourself right now and ask your question, is my perfectionism, is my procrastination is my lack of taking action because I really feel like I don't deserve this. So many of the people I coach struggle with this and they end up self-sabotaging or they end up not taking action because underneath they feel like they really don't deserve it. And here's what I want to share. So often we are looking for external validation and we tie our self-worth into our job title, into the amount of money we're making, into the zip code that we're living in, the car we're driving, the certificates and the degrees that we have. But the reality is none of that makes us happy. And none of it has to do anything with our self-worth. If you haven't heard it today, if you haven't heard it this week or this month or this year or even this decade, You are absolutely worth it exactly the way you are. You don't need anything else to make yourself worth it. And once you own that, you will be amazed at what starts happening in your life for you and to you. When you and women everywhere start to accept that what you have to offer is absolutely enough, the world will absolutely change. I, I, I can, I'm betting everything on this. I know it in my soul. When we own and we accept fully who we are and what we have to offer and know deeply in our souls that it's enough, 
everything changes. And sometimes that could be hard work. And sometimes you may need someone in your life to mirror that for you. So whether that's a spouse, whether that's a best friend, a partner, or even a coach, because a coach can mirror back to you the essence of who you are and do that deep transformational work with you. So I invite you to have a coaching conversation. And all a coach does is unfogs the mirror and reflects back to you exactly who you are and helps you understand your core strengths and helps you understand your gifts and the value and the the specialness that you and only you can bring to this world. And sometimes we absolutely have a hard time seeing that for ourselves. But once you can do this, the key is the fifth thing that holds us back is just moving. Once you know that, once you stop procrastinating, once you stop listening to that inner critic, you need to to take all that grit and that determination and move forward. Part of what just holds us back is we just don't move. We let all these things get in the way. And even if we're taking imperfect action, it doesn't matter. Anytime I've ever taken action that I haven't quite exactly 100% known what I was doing, I absolutely learned something along the way. I either learned what I need to do to go forward and continue on that path, or I absolutely learned what not to do. And that action creates momentum. And that momentum creates confidence. I've said it once and I'll say it a million times. Confidence comes after the action, which is so important. And that's why it's so important to be taking action all the time. Whether you feel comfortable or not, you need to live in this zone of discomfort because if you don't, you're not growing. And we need to invite discomfort in. We need to invite it in as a friend and know that it's okay. We're going to get through the discomfort. At the other end of discomfort is confidence and growth and momentum. So again, I know this podcast episode was not telling you specifically what to do around next steps. You know that. You got that. I know you do. But I hope these helpful tips helped you understand what holds you back from taking action. And I invite you, encourage you, and like I said, implore you to make a commitment to take one action step based on this podcast episode. What are you going to do today? What step are you going to do right now that's going to move you one inch closer to your dreams? Do it. Just do it. And then I would love to know how it goes. So have some fun, be bold, own your worth, and move forward. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. And until then, go take some big action. I'll see you then. Take care. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Thank you.